Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping the finale of the Book of Boba Fett in full spoiler detail. So if you have not seen the episode, I would get out of here. And listen, I don't have Tommy here with me today, but we do have uh, we got somebody picking up the slack here for us. It's Frank Goodpaster. Frank, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited to be here. Um, I, I've been wanting to do this with you, and the finale is a great time to do it, I think. Well, Frank, first and foremost, this is your first time on the podcast, so I'm going to give you the chance to kind of like tell the audience what you're all about, just uh, a little bit about yourself, and also what you've been thinking about Boba Fett thus far. Um, Boba Fett wasn't something that was like super high on my list, um, but I was super, I, I fell in love with The Mandalorian, and like that kind of, uh, for me, being a Star Wars fan was hard through the recent years. The community was just kind of like very toxic and then all of a sudden the mandalorian comes around it's something that i think uh righted a lot of the wrongs that as a fan i've felt recently um but the book of boba fett i wasn't sure if it could stand alone on its own uh a lot of people were <laughs> like uh oh, there's a lot of mandalorian happening in the book of boba fett and for me um i like that i felt like it was you have a winning recipe with uh, Grogu and Mando. You have a winning recipe there. So they kind of sprinkled that throughout the Book of Boba Fett. And I think that now, after this season, it has a really strong supporting cast to support Boba Fett. And I think in the future, we'll see less Mando and less Grogu. And I think we'll love it even more. But I was happy with how they did that. Well, yeah, so I, I was curious, like, I wasn't even necessarily sure, like, I don't think it's been confirmed, but is there going to be a second season of Boba Fett? Because I kind of got the vibe that this almost, like, it was almost like just like a touching off point for the Mandalorian, like, we're just going to focus on Mandalorian after this, and we'll see Boba Fett in this story maybe here and there, but I don't know, I, I wasn't necessarily convinced we would get a second season. Yeah, that's a really good point uh, that you say that. I, I think you might be right. I don't think we're going to lose those characters though yeah. i think all that's i think it's all going to tie together really to tell yeah. one big story yeah i i can totally see that um frank we talked just briefly before we hopped on here and i got your like general reactions um listen i've got complaints i don't necessarily love this finale and i like we've been on here every single episode every single week and I've been the one defending it. I'm like, listen, this is so much fun. Even when Mando came on and people said it was too much Mando, I'm like, guys, listen, you, we love Mando. What's the freaking problem? Like, just enjoy it. Um, but I don't know. I just don't think that it... I don't know what it is. Actually, you know what? I think it might be Star Wars Overload. Like, I felt like that's what this episode was to me a little bit. It was almost like there was just too much going on. And the fact that, like... I don't know. We had we were focusing on Boba's story and then Mando's story, and then we were throwing Cad Bane in the mix, and I felt like they didn't do enough with Cad Bane. Next thing you know, we have a Rancor. It's like it was just so much going on. Like maybe it's too much. Maybe that's my complaint. I might just be in awe of the Rancor alone. For me, that was it was the first time we really got to see a Rancor do work. Like, and I've I've I follow the books too, so I've seen Rancors in the books, but seeing it on the screen, I was just in awe. And so it might be blinders from that, but I do agree it might have been a little bit rushed, but and Cad Bane, that was, I do think that was very short lived. I hope he's not, that's not the end for him. I hope that somehow he pulls through that, but yeah, I, it was a little rushed. I thought that maybe introducing Grogu in 
the finale. Maybe they should have done that before this finale started because that happening along with everything else, it was a lot to fit in. Yeah, actually, and uh, we will we will go scene by scene here a little bit, but that is a point I want to touch on before. Um, that was another thing that I felt like the reunion between Mando and Grogu, like I wanted them to have like a better, like it just seemed like uh, like in the moment, like we didn't really get to appreciate that they were finally back together. He was like so busy doing other stuff. It seemed kind of brushed off to me, which I kind of, I wish, I wish we had more there, I guess. But, um, well, all right, Frank, if you're down, we will go scene by scene here. And, um, we get a, we get a couple things starting off here. I don't have a whole lot of comments on it, but it, it starts with, uh, kind of Boba. He's like, he's, he's scouting out the recently blown up Garza sanctuary. Um, and it also, we also get Cad Bane talking, to the bad guys as well so it's kind of like everyone's just kind of like setting up for what's to come i guess the first big event we get is grogu coming on in on the x-wing what did you think about that what did you think that was Grogu? it was just gonna be grogu there because i did not um i didn't um when i saw it was just him i did i what i loved about that scene is that they made a joke about grogu flying the x-wing because for like a fan of of course, I'm going to know exactly what's going on that the Astro Mech's flying it. But for like someone like my wife who isn't doesn't know that an Astro Mech flies a spaceship, they might be like on the internet, like, "Why was Baby Grogu uh, flying an X-wing?" So that joke kind of explained it, and we had a good scene there. So I like that a lot. Well, I kind of want to hop back just to get your takes last week as well on like the choice that Luke left with Grogu. What did you think of that? I know I saw a lot of people were messaging me like, wow, Luke is a dick. Like, why would he put him in that position? What did, what did you think about the choice he gave him? Um, I like that he gave him a choice. Uh, Grogu is not very big on conversation. So <laughs> I, I, I like that he gave him that option i don't think it was really an option because i mean if you got to pick between like an order that you really have no stake in that the only thing it's caused you is trauma or your your uh adopted father like <laughs> who yeah. are you gonna pick it really wasn't hard but i wish he could have kept the saber like that belongs to him <laughs> I think he'll get it eventually. I think my thing is, I don't he like his, he can't even pick it up yet. Like I see behind you, I see you have Yoda's saber in your room right now, and you have a Grogu. Oh, like, yes. like I feel like even that is too big to fit in his <laughs> hand. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I think eventually we'll get. I think we'll get there. Um, but uh, after that, again, we get a uh, yeah. We see he has the chainmail on. That, that's another thing. He has got to get out of this outfit. I, I'm sick of the burlap sap. I was hoping the chainmail would like mix up his outfit a little bit, but no, it's like it's like an undershirt if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I think until he gets rid of that adorable little waddle he has, I think they're gonna keep that outfit. I, I do agree. I think he's outgrown it and he can't really do his flips and his jumps very well in it, but I think it's the cute factor is what keeps it there. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? They're actually kind of like the pants you wear. What do you call them? The... Yeah, harem pants yeah. <laughs> yeah discount code for the fans if anybody wants some <laughs> yeah well uh, i'll let you plug that there at the end of the show um but i i guess next here yeah they're kind of they're hanging out in garza sanctuary and uh this is our first appearance of cad bane in the episode and he like cad bane all he does is he shows up in the alleyway and he like talks some shit and he shoots a couple times and then that's kind of it for him but uh yeah i guess the highlight here for me was i thought it was interesting that he said that uh boba has grown soft 
Like, uh, because I feel like that's been like a lot of the complaints thus far. What do you, what's your take on that? Like Boba Fett being, um, I don't know. A lot of people say he's, uh, he's not as strong here, like mentally or physically. Um, I think we showed how strong he is. Um, and I think his mindset has just changed a little bit. I think the time with the sand people was like a transformative thing. And I think I do love that, uh, Cad Bane brought that up and is like, you're going soft because, I feel like this show is very, uh, has a good pulse on the community and the fans, and they keep delivering on all aspects, and I think this is another one where they addressed it on screen, and he's like, we all do, and I think you can attest to this too, you're a father, as time goes on, you do get a little soft, I've gotten a little soft, I don't like to admit it, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, yeah, it's a good point, um... But yes, yeah, so uh, this is when uh, uh, all hell starts to break loose a little bit more. We get a couple different things going on here. Um, we get we get uh, Chrysanthem. Wait, oh, let's stop here real quick. Uh, are you a big Chrysanthem fan? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, he's so cool. Like I feel like he's the coolest. He's like the coolest character in the show, in my opinion. Yeah, not so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So Chrysanthem, he's getting overrun by the Trandoshans um but then uh oh the gamorians this was a this is a uh interesting i didn't expect the gamorians to die they like knocked them off the cliff here that was tragic yeah um i i like that um it just when people die on screen it adds a little level of real i think that's what like kind of like how game of thrones just chop people off we don't see that here but someone dying was good and they really didn't have any lines anyways <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, you gotta, I guess you have to have some stakes somewhere. So um, I guess if they got off scot free, it'd be a little weird. But so um, the the next moment we have here is the the major domo. He's going to volunteer to come out to uh, kind of uh, I, I guess offer their terms of uh, resignation. So what did you think of all this? I I love that. I I love that. Uh... Fett was just like, yeah, quick, before I change my mind. I love I love that. And I did like, right before that, we kind of had the Boba Fett and Mando having that conversation like, aren't you going to get out of here? And he's like, no. And he's like, do you really believe in that Bantha fodder? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, good. Because <laughs> I want you here. So that was a cool scene, but I definitely loved how he put his foot in his mouth offering to come out there and negotiate plans and got exactly what he wanted i feel like mando feels like he owes a bunch to boba fett but i don't necessarily think he's like i don't know like i i don't know that i necessarily buy i, I feel like there's enough there for me to believe that mando is gonna like sacrifice himself for boba you know like uh i feel like mando's got enough to live for that he doesn't need to stick around for all this madness um, yeah and i don't know where he stand should be standing with the with the code and the order because he just got kicked out so right yeah, that's true. That is true. So, um, but I will say, uh, actually, another one of my favorite new characters. Well, I guess uh, Chrysanta wasn't new, but my actual favorite new character was the Major Demo. I felt like his character was written so well. Like he was almost like he's almost like talking like a Shakespeare character, and uh, yeah. I thought I thought he was a lot of fun, especially in this scene when he's like offering the uh, well, not necessarily a a, red, a white flag here, but. Um, I don't know. I feel like for his character in a lot of this episode and going forward, like they made him into such a fool. Like he was such a wimp throughout this like entire episode. Like he's constantly hiding 
and like squealing. I, I don't know. That was uh, uh, it was almost like too campy for me. Like how scared he was. Yeah, I think you just had to had some contrast because you got these Mandalorians with no facial expressions, pretty dry cut, and then you have him who's very like out there, charismatic and quirky. So is, I think that, it works. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So, um, let's see here. What happens next? Um, the, uh, excuse me, hold on. I've lost I did like notes. his line, this symbolic groveling. I'm going to use that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, he has like, so like he almost, he's talking so quick. Like you can't even like, I'm like, uh, he's like saying so many like theatrical things that I'm not even like actually absorbing everything he's saying. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love him though. Um, but uh yeah so um this this next scene i guess is when um they do finally decide to stand down the pikes uh the two mandalorians here and they go out and they're shooting and again i don't necessarily i'm just like i din Djarin is doing this for free like he's like gonna kill himself for free. like I, that that's another like that's like my first big complaint it's like what is your what is the problem here like just get out of here go and and also like boba it's not even like because we've seen in the past like um if if he is still believing in the mandalorian creed like we've seen where he will brush off other like fake mandalorians in his mind like he wasn't down for bo katan like he's not necessarily wanting to support like i don't feel like i don't know i just i'm struggling with this i'm struggling with it um but yeah, what what do you think of this whole? Uh, actually, this scene reminded me of uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, it's a it's a Western movie. And I, they, I know what it is, but I'm yeah. not like yeah, yeah. able to recall anything. Basically, it's it's two gunslingers and they come out fighting and they end up both dying. Uh, spoiler alert! But uh, yeah, this uh, I guess they they it doesn't necessarily end like that for these guys. Um, did you have any uh, any comments on at least this initial fight here? No, uh, the initial fights, it was kind of like just really slow pace for me. I didn't, I didn't like how they were like, oh yeah, we're covered. We got this plan set up and then it just fell apart like that. That was kind of, that was the rough part for me with the episode, but it really didn't pick up until later when we saw the backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we'll, okay. Well, let's talk about, um, there's a i guess there's so i guess this is where i'm getting mixed up here is there's like there's so much going on there's so much going on in this battle so i guess we'll we'll touch on like one thing at a time here i want to focus on paley moto and like her involvement in all this um what do, what do you think of paley moto in general and what did you think of her in the scene i don't know i like her character but I I just she definitely fell over the top in this one and then a small little hang up i had is when when she there was one time where she was shooting a gun in a scene and what she was shooting at was in front of her and her gun was aimed up so i don't know if she went to like the same uh, academy as stormtroopers but that was uh, that aggravated me with her and uh yeah a little over dramatic and i didn't understand we'll get to it like when she showed up with grogu i was like i was so confused like why did you come out of your shop what again it's the it's the thing i was saying about mando earlier it's like uh you have no reason to like put yourself in this very dangerous situation right now um but she also 
uh, her gun, like, first and foremost, like, I don't know why she has a gun, I guess maybe to protect her store, but her gun looks like something Elmer Fudd would use. Like, she's <laughs> so cartoonish, dude. It's, like, yeah. unreal. <laughs> yeah. What are those guns called? Uh, they're, like, the ones pirates use. They got, like, the cone. Muskets yeah. or... Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, that's going to yeah. bother me. I know, too. It's, like, I think it starts with a B. Blunderbust? Is that there what you it's... go. <laughs> I think that's uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, li- listen, I, I don't hate this character. Like, I feel like um, she's gotten a lot of hate in the past. And like, I feel like she's really good in small doses, but she was in this episode way too much, in my opinion. So yeah. um, I don't know. It was almost, it, it gave me vibes of like Jar Jar and like the fight on Naboo. Like, just like this bumbling idiot in the middle of all this madness. Like, I don't know. I didn't need it. Yeah, I think the character's great for comic relief, but the comic relief characters don't have any place in the action scenes. Yeah. So we are, I guess we will be jumping around here a little bit in the timeline, but I want to ask you, like, as you mentioned, um, when she shows up with Grogu and I I guess I'm curious what you thought of the scene, because for me, again, I kind of mentioned it earlier. um, I feel like it wasn't the right time or place for this, but what, what, what did you think? Yeah, it wasn't the right time or place. But I can't help but get excited whenever Grogu's on the screen. I was, when he jumped up in his arms, I was like, oh, he just learned how to jump. Like, (laughs) what a great use for it. It was a weird time for it to happen, but I really did enjoy, every time he's on the screen, I get excited. That is fair. So, um, I also want to, I guess, I guess the next big thing that happens, we're just covering the battle all together here. Um, We get these two, like, droids with these force fields around them which are very reminiscent of the ones we get in uh the prequels uh the droidicas so that that was interesting um i don't uh they were fine i guess they're i thought it was interesting like they were uh they were constantly uh and this is again i feel like i'm complaining a lot here but i feel like they just like they made boba and manda seem so stupid because they'd like they'd like shoot at it it didn't work and then they'd shoot a rocket at it and that didn't work and then they're like shooting fire at it. And it's like, I mean, you clearly know that none of this is going to work. I guess like it was worth trying the dark saber at least once. But other than that, it was like, uh, you guys are wasting your breath here. Yeah, I was, I was yelling like, pull out the lightsaber way before they did. I was also like, why aren't you stabbing it instead of just like <laughs> smacking it? Um, and with the robots in general, those droids, they were super cool. But I do feel like they're like, okay we are going to have this rancor in this scene. We need something that can like go against it. And that's what they came up with. I, yeah, I wasn't sold on them, but what they brought, I did like, they were super OP though. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, so there's that. Um, I guess we kind of skipped over, um, the people of Freetown showing up to kind of save the day. Um, did you have any thoughts about these guys at all? No, now that yeah. they lost their fearless leader, I could care less about them. But did you, did you are I, you a are you a Cobb Vanth fan? Do you like him? Who the the their leader, their um, their gunslinger, um, the marshal? Yes, the marshal. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was a I was a fan. Um, yeah, I knew that they were going to show up the whole time. That it was all just very predictable with that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I didn't necessarily like this guy until he showed up in the book of Boba Fett. 
and again. And maybe that's my thing. I'm noticing this with a lot of uh, the Book of Boba Fett. I like a lot of the characters in this show. I like Cobb Vanth. I like Mando. I like Grogu. I like Chrysanthemum. I even I even like the biker gang a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe not some like Boba for me. I don't know. I'm still I'm still warming up to him. So, um, but speaking of the biker gang, um, do you have any takes there? Are you? Uh, no, I I like them. I like. Them I know a, a lot of people don't like their speeders. Um, do you have any opinions on their like colored bikes? I think they look kind of like the old Honda retro scooters or the Vespas. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And I like those scooters. I know <laughs> they're not for everyone, but I per I would prefer one of those little Honda scooters over a big Harley. So. Wow. Like okay, <laughs> Frank. I would not have guessed that about you, but here we are. Frank's a scooter man. Um, so I guess um, I guess we can get into talking about uh, the rancor here, which I will say of all my complaints, this is by far like the coolest sequence we get out of the entire se season. Um, seeing this rancor show up and then like seeing Boba on top of him, that was just it made it made everything for me. So I was all about this. Um, I don't know. Uh, did you have any highlights here for the, the Rancor? When it first came, yeah, when it first came out, I was just like, what the hell? Because it was on top of a building. It came, it, it, I loved seeing its movement because I've read about it. And in the books, there are these awesome, they're the apex predator on the planet they're from. But then in like the older movies, you really only see them in this little cave eating people. So getting to see them like move around and actually engage in combat, I thought it was visually just breathtaking. It looked really cool. Like the effects they put into that, you can tell they spent a lot of time putting these sequences together with this guy. Um, but yeah, the way they come down and they face off the droid and like, they're like smacking them into buildings and like pushing their bubbles into the ground. Like, yeah, just yeah. totally OP. I loved it. It's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when so it hit that one into the building, uh, I don't know if you're a sports guy, but when somebody gets hit really hard on the football field and you're just like, oh, fuck, <laughs> like that's the feeling I had when it just hit that one into the building. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm not a big sports guy, and that's mainly because I was the one getting hit a lot when I played <laughs> in grade school. So I was like, nah, this is, I'm good. Um, so, yeah, uh, we, get a, we get a lot of stuff here going on with the Rancor. Um, and uh, I guess uh, we can even jump ahead a little bit to when, like, he is, like, going full King Kong. Like, uh, and then even Mando is like, uh, I thought this was really funny. When, when he's, like, like, beasting out on the town. Mando is like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna, I got this covered. I'm gonna take care of him. He goes up there and like, he just beats the crap out of Mando. Like, Mando didn't stand a single chance. <laughs> yeah, I loved that scene though. Um, what that scene did for me was it showed everyone how important that bond that Boba Fett has with the Rancor, how important it was because Mando got on that saddle, but. Rancor was just like, nope, not today. <laughs> so I, I love that scene. It wasn't something that you had to put in there, but it definitely showed that imprint and how that works. No, that's a good point. It's something I didn't really consider because we did get a lot of like that conversation from the Rancor trainer where he was like, dude, it's going to bond to you and you only. So uh, yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
What did you think about Grogu being the one to calm the Rancor down? I saw it coming. I even <laughs> said to my wife, like, Grogu's gonna calm that shit. Like, but seeing it, and then, like, even just the way they finish the scene where after he calms it, he goes over to it and pets it and then just curls up next to it and takes a nap. Like, I don't know. That's Maybe that's why Boba Fett's getting soft. I'm getting soft. Anytime, anybody that's around Grogu, I feel, gets soft. <laughs> that's, that is true. I feel like this is like Grogu's thing, though. Like, he's all about, like, calming down big animals. Like, this is not the first time we've seen it. Like, the... The initial fight he has with uh, one of the animals in the Mandalorian, he like picks him up. So um, yeah, he loves. I get. I don't know. He loves these big animals. So, um, but let's move on to um, let's move. Let's talk about uh, Cad Bane's final scene here. Uh, first and foremost, uh, were you like a big Cad Bane guy coming out of like the animated shows? Um, I thought he was a cool character in the animated shows. I've never been like, I need to get a statue of him or anything, but always been a really cool character. Kind of gives you that gunslinger vibe. He is probably my one of my like most favorite characters from Star Wars. Um, so I was very gutted that he had such an unceremonious death here and... I don't, and here's the thing, like, I don't necessarily wish he comes back to life, um, because I feel like that's, like, a dangerous slope that we've gotten into. It's, like, nobody really dies in Star Wars anymore. Like, we brought back Maul, we brought back Boba Fett, like, every, and this episode alone, we're bringing back Cobb Vanth at the end. Like, uh, I feel like it's constantly, like, bringing people back to life, so... Ugh, I don't know. I just wish he had a better I story. I just felt like the light on his chest on that little panel, I just felt like that blinking meant something that i don't want him to come back or like have an emotional stake in it but that's that was an indicator for me that he's not gone see and what's weird is like a lot of the times when these characters die like um maul fell down a a, a hole and uh boa fell into the starlight pit a lot of times you don't see the actual body which is why you can kind of explain them being alive i guess my issue is like i don't know how like, they kill him, and what, they just leave him there? They don't, like, dispose of his body or anything? And, like, I feel like somebody might notice that he disappeared if he was alive. I don't know. That's kind of my thing. I don't know that he is alive. Yeah, I don't know whose job it is to clean up the bodies after a war in a town. <laughs> but <laughs> I There's do a... know that if I'm killing them, I'm taking that hat and that those guns just to hang <laughs> on my wall as a trophy. Because the, the whole galaxy knows about this guy, and I want everyone to know that I took him out. He's like the best bounty hunter ever, and you have yeah. like the trophy. So yeah, no, that makes sense. You definitely want to keep that at least. Um, but let's see here. Um, but uh, I guess so. Uh, somebody who's been on our show before, Greg Dunlap, he messaged me on. Or hold on, oh no, I might get in trouble here. I don't know if it was Greg Dunlap or Eric Smith because I was talking to both of them. But, but one of them mentioned that um, the Boba Fett was. Um, both Fett was like so intent on saving this town, but then he brings the Rancor in and like kind of destroys the whole town at the same time. So I feel like a lot of the destruction at the end, like a lot of the stuff that when they're like settling down and like getting their team back together, like I felt like a lot of it had to do with the Rancor. Like he really, really, he really fucked that town up, honestly. Yeah, I think that's why everyone's bowing now because they're like, I do not want him to get pissed <laughs> at me and bring that thing back out. 
But, I mean, is it a lot of damage when your town's made out of sand and mud and clay? That's true. Uh, it's pick up more sand, I guess, if you want yeah. if you want to get it done. <laughs> um, but let's see. Um, did you have any? Because I, I don't. I, again, like this episode, I don't have a whole lot to say on it because a lot of it was just like fight scenes and stuff. But if there was anything else like that kind of stood out to you, and uh, a lot of this, just let me know. Um, um, I felt like the scene where all the leaders of that syndicate got murdered. I felt like that was so out of like rhythm with the episode. I felt like that should have been a, like a scene that we cut to before the ending of the Rancor thing. I don't know. It just felt really weird and out of place. Like they just put it in there. Yeah. It was almost like uh, they wanted to put all the remaining characters in one room and just close the story really quick. Like that's kind of the vibes I got. Um, especially the again i'm talking about all the new characters i liked. i really liked the mayor i thought the mayor was a really cool character and uh he just again just gets killed you know like everyone in this room just dies to fennec so there you have it very uh <laughs> very unceremonious but um i did also have a little note there it was uh the the music that was playing as they're walking as boba's walking through the town at the end I felt that the music just, it didn't, I don't know. Felt well, like a Skyrim type vibes <laughs> that I was getting or something. I don't know, because I, I haven't noticed this until this episode. Maybe it hasn't been in any of the episodes, or maybe it's been in everyone. I guess I'm not good about watching the credits, but listening to like the full theme song in the credits, are you like aware? Have you like listened to it? No, I don't. <laughs> credits in me don't work. Well, it, like you hear it kind of like in the opening, it's kind of like a, it's like a, you hear like the oh oh like it's kind of it's very like a chant almost and then but in the credits i didn't notice it until this episode um they're literally singing the words boba fett over and over again they're like boba oh, fett boba boba fett i'm like what the hell is this <laughs> i'm definitely gonna check that out as soon as this is over <laughs> it's like the first ever star wars song with lyrics in it it's very weird <laughs> but yeah so check that out um so yeah again uh the the battle's over here they're all uh they're kind of cleaning up the town everyone's bowing they're getting like fruit and stuff and then you kind of see like our team back together and uh we see chrysanthemum we see the the biker gang um we also see like this little droid that we saw in his palace before and like the kitchen scene do you remember this um when uh they're like boba's like chasing this uh this one droid around uh when they're sneaking into boba's or uh jabba's palace and uh, i don't know why that, that droid shows up again here at the end for almost no reason is um, that the character you're most excited for in the future <laughs> i yeah he's gonna be in a uh, boba fett season two he's gonna be fighting right along chrysanthemum i guess but um yeah so um let's see I here think that is one thing that the sh these uh mando book of boba fett all these spinoffs need is a strong droid character because like i haven't really fallen in love with a droid on this series yet and like even with the the newer movies bb8 like that's a droid you fall in love with uh k2so like we haven't seen that in the mando so that's what i'm looking for that's a good point. If we had uh, the IG droid from Mando at the, in season one, I wish that droid stuck around. I really liked him. Um, 
but yeah other than that it's like yeah you're right we don't really i feel like droids like a droid companion is like a staple of star wars that we don't really have so um oh i wanted to ask you about this um this is kind of going back a couple episodes but we get um this one droid who's like hanging out in the uh the bd unit that hangs out in the hangar with paley moto a lot of people said that was the same droid from the video game um fallen order um did you hear about all this i don't think that was the same droid yeah well that's i i don't think anybody knows for sure i think that's why people are um questioning it but um because here's the thing the droid in the game you can like customize his colors and stuff so you don't ever really know what the droid looks like um so it could be i don't know um i didn't know if you had an opinion there I guess not. Nah, didn't didn't make that connection. wasn't wasn't on my radar. Yeah. Well, d- have you played that game, the Fallen Order? Yeah, game? I, I played it through once. I thought it was a really good game. Doesn't really have much replayability. Yeah. No, I hear you. Oh, I'm curious. Um, Cal, the Jedi from that game, uh, do you think he'll ever show up in a Star Wars show or movie? I do. I mean, they they. They took him. I forget that actor's name. Uh, Cameron Moynihan, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. You modeled him after a real life actor. You have everything you need to do it. I think that's why people are so up in arms about this droid. Is they're like, it makes so much sense for him to come in, and they're just looking for any connection there. So, um, I, and I mean, it is a good chance that he could come in because he would have record of Grogu. Oh yeah, exactly. That that uh that would be uh that would make a lot of sense. So, um, there you have it. Um, did you uh did you catch the post credit scene here? I didn't. Oh no, <laughs> um, it's very it. brief. It's very brief. Um, but this is where we get the marsh. We see the marshal, uh, in the back to tank. Oh, you that's amazing. This? No, that's awesome. <laughs> you got to go back and watch it. So it's very brief, but um, Boba even has a line alluding to it. Like uh, he mentions, oh, the back to tanks in use. Um, but yeah, after yeah. the credits, there's a scene. It shows uh, the marshal and the back to tank. It even shows like the mod guy with the dreads that we saw before. Um, he's there like working on him. So he's alive. There you have it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like that character, so I'm excited for that. There you have it. Um, so that kind of takes us to the end here, Frank. Um, did you have any final thoughts on like the season as a whole? Uh, the very last scene, I I thought I loved it. It it was kind of like uh, Grogu and Mando were taking off to the next show. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I forgot about when that. When he was like tapping on the glass, I was like. What is he tapping on the glass for? And then when he's like, "Okay, one more time," and they go into light speed, I was like, "Perfect ending." <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's like that perfect tease for Mando's season three. I feel like that's it's gonna be a lot of that. So, um, well, I, did do you like the his his new speeder? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Why I, not? It's yeah, it's I probably like the coolest thing that I've seen in a while. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like yeah, my favorite. I always love the old Nebu fighter. Like, I thought yeah. that was a beautiful ship. So, to see it kind of reworked and upgraded is dope. Yeah, it's like a muscle car. So, I'm all about that. Um, but yeah, that, that brings us to the end here. Um, Frank, thank you so much for joining us. I guess we'll we'll go into some recommendations here. Um, I kind of warned you about this one. 
I'll let you go first if you have something to recommend yes. to the audience. I we I don't know if we've talked about this, but if you love Star Wars and that universe, uh, and you don't mind doing audiobooks or reading, the Bane trilogy is some of the best Star Wars content in the universe. So definitely check out that, especially if you're a Sith fan. If you if you veer towards the dark side, it's definitely for you. Okay, is this like uh, is this like a newer series or an older series? Do you know? No, it's been around a while. Okay, but it's right. one of the best. So it's not canon. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just cur- like I'm curious. Uh, like uh, I guess more so if it came out in the Disney era or not, because a lot of like the so, older Star Wars books are a lot darker, uh, yeah. which is kind of the main reason I was asking. So for me, in my mind. Yes, the Legends, after Disney bought it, everything became Legends, all the books. But the only thing that is erased for me as far as canon is anything that happened after the movies. All the older stuff, like a thousand, because Bane is like a thousand years before the movies. So for me, that's still canon. Canon until proven otherwise. So, um, Frank, have you read the High Republic books? I read the first one. Yeah, me too. And then never, never picked back up because there's more. There's another one out, right? Uh, yeah, there's one more out now, and I think another one coming out soon. So uh, I need to hop back on that. I was just curious. I really like the High Republic books. I'll, I'll recommend that as well. Yeah, um, I've probably listened to probably about twenty to thirty Star Wars books on Audible. I've taken a break because I felt like I was just consumed a little too much and only doing Star Wars. And another really cool audiobook is a series called The Land. It's a lit RPG. It's kind of like a video game, virtual reality meets a book. It's The author's really good at world creation and character creation. So if you want to get something that's a little off of Star Wars, I would recommend The Land by uh, Dr. Alaron Kong. Oh, interesting. And that sounds kind of like Ready Player One. Is there a... It's, it's got... It's, it's better than Ready Player One in okay. my opinion. That's fair. Uh, a lot of people don't love the movie, and I hear people don't like the book either. So maybe that's a good thing. Um, but uh, okay, I I'll love go to the movie. <laughs> okay, all right, good. Well, good. Uh, Tommy, uh, my co-host, loves the movie too. So uh, I will move on to my recommendation here. Um, I will recommend um, a, a series on HBO Max that just came back for its second season. It's called Raised by Wolves. It is a is heavy sci-fi. Um, it's a very sci-fi show. It's about it's about these two androids that are sent to a new planet while the Earth is destroyed to restart humanity. And uh, it's very weird. It's very crazy. Um, actually, it's so weird that I'm watching season two now. I'm like I like it's almost too weird for me. But if you're if you're interested in like deep deep sci-fi stuff like that. Uh, I'd almost compare it more, like, I'm not even a big Star Trek guy, but I'd probably compare it more to Star Trek than I would Star Wars, but um, it's it's a crazy show, so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, definitely recommend Raised by Wolves. Um, okay, Frank, that, that brings us to the end here. I want to give you the chance, though, to, uh, I know you have a podcast. I want you to tell people where they can find your podcast and anything else you want to plug. Yes, I'm a part of a community that covers reality tv shows like survivor big brother and the challenge that's kind of how me and michael met was through the live game reality world stuff and it's called for the fans we have a youtube channel you can find us on facebook is where we're really really active our community we have monthly game nights 
that you could come play some jackup box games with us if that's something you're interested in. All right, Frank. Well, thank you so much again for doing this. A lot of fun. Um, I am going to close this out here, but I want to thank Aaron Robertson, who does our music, and Ethan Kellum, who did our logo. Uh, I also like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, and please subscribe because we will be here every single week, and that's the best way to get the podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stark Wars Pod. And uh, that's all we got for you guys. So thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Oh, wait, hold on. Before I close, I want to I wanna say one more thing. Audience, um, I, I wonder if anyone's turned off the podcast at this point. But audience, if you have an idea, because listen, we covered Marvel and Star Wars, um, and we won't have a new Marvel or Star Wars show for like six or seven weeks. So we have a lot of time to cover other things. If there's something you're interested in or there's something you want to come talk about, hit me up on the socials and we'll make it work. Um, but with that being said, we will finally sign off. Uh, see you later, guys.